0: Welcome to the Lake City High School Collaboratory, where options turn into opportunities. For today's episode, we are talking about the police department in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and I am joined uh, by Detective Gus Wessel. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a detective with Coeur d'Alene City Police Department, and I'm currently assigned to the SRO division, school resource officer, and I work out of North Idaho College.
0: And Gus, I had such a great time when I worked at NIC, and I'm so thankful for all that you do. Um, And you obviously work very closely with our SRO here at Lake City, Nate Peterson. I do. Thank you. Um, So let's get started. As a career, did you always want to be a police officer? Did you always know?
1: I did not. Um, You hear a lot of people who say since they were four, like my son is three, and he wants to be a police officer already. (laughs) Um, But I actually had looked at nursing as a career field initially, and had some great experiences, and I worked in the uh, school paper when I was at Lake City High School, and had interviewed the school resource officer a few different times, and had very good interactions, uh, and kind of just stumbled into the profession when I was at North Idaho College, took an intro to law enforcement class, and thought it was way more interesting than I had ever (sighs) thought, and started going down that road.
0: That's awesome. So uh, let's back up for a second. I did not address the fact that you are a Lake City alum. So. I am. I
1: graduated in 2003.
0: Does it feel good to be back in the building? It
1: always <laughs> It's like coming home and I come back all the time.
0: That's awesome. So uh, in addition to being part of um, the school newspaper and being able to interview the SRO here, were, were there any other things that you did in high school as a Lake City student to prepare or even really start to think about this as a field or was it at NIC that you So
1: I did not. um, There were, I know people who did, and there's definitely opportunities I missed Mm -hmm. as far as taking street law classes or um, some of the other options that are out there, being an explorer with the police department, things like that. Uh, Like I said, mine was truly uh, stumbled into it in college after taking a class
0: uh and what did that preparation in college really look like so you took an intro to law enforcement class and then what did you
1: do so my intro to law enforcement class was a uh, it was run by at the time a uh, captain for the state police and he had various law enforcement agencies officers come in talk about what they do uh, we studied kind of the history and the theories behind policing and then ultimately just got a broad overview of what law enforcement can be. Um, in, once I started to enjoy that, I actually got into the law enforcement block program that NIC used to host, which was similar to the diesel program or that auto program mm-hmm. where it was a two year program and you were in kind of a cohort with just, uh, people in your group for that second year, which culminated in an in internship with the police department in my case, um, So that second year, it was all the equivalent classes that you would have at the police academy. And then at the end of it, we were able to test the state challenge to become certifiable uh, as a police officer. And as I said, I did an internship where I followed some of the SROs and worked patrol for 35 hours a week. And at the end of that, I stayed on as a reserve officer and worked as a bike patrol officer in the summers.
0: That is so cool. I was 21 and got hired full time. That is so cool. Uh, So what you were just saying as far as internship, is that something that's only available to students who are currently going through the program? Are there any things that that high school students can do?
1: The program has now changed to where that internship is not in existence anymore. Uh, However, we do have explorers. So from the ages 16 to 21, you can be a police explorer. Uh, You train with the police department, you come do ride-alongs. I believe they still compete in explore competitions across the state and country. And then uh, once you get to 21, you can test for full-time.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, that, that perfectly segues into my next question. I was going to ask how, what your first couple of years looked like outside of the academy. So you started as, so, do they use the term rookie <laughs> or just in movies? I think you just did, but <laughs> um, Sure.
1: So essentially your first six months on the job, you are going to be in training. Uh, You go to the police academy, whether that's in Idaho, either here in Workforce Training Center in Post Falls that is run through NIC or go down to Meridian to the state academy. Uh, When you get out of that, most agencies now have a mini academy that they house in their departments and go over their policy procedures, how mm-hmm. they really apply what you learn at the academy to their department. Um, after that, you go into field training, which is the most stressful time of any career. Um, you have three months, one with each of three training officers. It varies on what shift you're working, but you work patrol and you start out kind of working with your training officer, and then transition by your third phase, your third month, you're essentially doing everything while your training officer watches. And then the final phase of that is two weeks after with another training officer who does nothing and just simply watches and evaluates how you do your work. Wow! Um, So by the time you see an officer driving around on his own, he's been training for between six to nine months.
0: Wow. So it's definitely a career that takes care of its beginning people. Yeah, we. <clears throat> I mean, there's there's so much of a process, it seems.
1: So you could come out tomorrow and get hired by a police department, but as an average, average civilian, you wouldn't know what and how to act until you've been through that mm-hmm. six to nine month training process. Um, and the problem is when I step out on the street as a officer that has been signed off, has made it through training, I have to be just as uh, prepared as the officer who's been there for 10 years, Mm -hmm. because the person I talk to on the street doesn't know if I'm brand new, hopefully, or (laughs) if I've been there for 10 years. And so really, we have to be able to say, uh, this person has met all of our requirements, is trained adequately to be safe and appropriate and uh, able to do the job. Mm That was something when I was a training officer, I really took pride in knowing that the person I signed off and said that they were ready to move on to the next phase, I had trained them to the best of my ability and knew that they could do that.
0: Wow. So you're a detective and you're also a school resource officer. How did you become that role? Is that um, working your way up and getting promotions? Is that requesting a certain position or?
1: So in our department, we're split into two divisions. We have the patrol division and the investigations division. Okay. Uh, so the detectives are essentially the counterpart of the patrol officer to the investigations division. Um, some agencies, it is a specific promotion. Uh, ours, it's a lateral move, but you have to apply for it and compete for it against anyone else who's interested when a position becomes available. Uh, I think when I was applying for the detective position for North Idaho College, there were four other people who applied for it, and we had to go through an oral board um, interview with a college official and several police department officials on this interview board that would ask us questions and then compare to what the other officers did. Um, They also did a review of our personnel files, what we had been either accommodated for or if we had any discipline issues and then ultimately make that choice after looking at all the options.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, one thing that just came to mind, I've talked to Nate Peterson about this. Um, and I'd be curious to know your perspective too, but luckily I'm now able to work with SROs I never had in my entire life, but I'm now witnessing that, um, working as a police officer, there's so many things that are outside of the purview as to what a civilian sees every day. Um, It's not just cops and live PD. Like there's so much even writing that you have to do, right? Yeah, certainly. I mean, just all of the things that you see, you have to record that in a way that any other person will understand what you were intending to do.
1: So you kind of touched on one of the big parts of our job is the report writing. And that's the part that is not glorious. Nobody really wants to um, sit down and write two pages of a report after a five to 10 minute interaction. <laughs> um, and something that you have to have strong English skills for, but you also have to understand your audience, is everyone from the judge and the attorneys and your supervisors. But it's also whoever from the press comes and pulls a report and a Freedom of Information Act request or whoever's on your jury. And truly, that's something that we have to remember that when we present to a jury of our peers, that might be someone with a PhD, it might be someone who has been to jail recently. Mm-hmm. And so we try to, to speak in plain, clear language that everyone can understand. So we don't eliminate anyone or make them feel like they're not the audience of our Mm -hmm. information.
0: Right, Um, so in addition to that report writing, which does seem glorious, um, what does a typical day in the life of a police officer look like?
1: So when we start out our shift generally as like a patrol officer, we get a briefing from the previous day, find out what's been happening, if there's any safety concerns, any issues that we know, um, street closures that may affect our ability to respond around town any policy or law changes that we need to be aware of, and it essentially brings the shift together to start on an even playing field. Here's what we know, ready, go start your day. Um, We check out our equipment, making sure our car, our weapons, everything that we need for that day is prepared and in good condition. And then we go out on to patrol. Patrol shifts are generally broken up between three responsibilities. There's calls for service when someone calls dispatch and they say we need someone to go to this area to handle this situation Um, the second would be our proactive time and that's when we're looking for traffic stops when we're finding people committing crimes that haven't been called in by someone else Uh, and then third would be our report writing after the afterward and so we try to balance those things so when i go out if i don't have a call already uh, on the radio that needs to be handled Then I'll go to an area where I've been to crashes. Mm -hmm. If I know there's a lot of crashes at a certain intersection because people run the light, then I may go work traffic in that area to prevent some of that. Um, If there's an area that I know someone has a warrant, I may go down to that area and look for someone with a warrant. And then as those calls come out, if I'm close or available, then I'll go handle those calls, whether they're domestics or barking dogs.
0: Um. Sorry, I was very distracted when as you were uh, speaking just now because I realized I was going to ask you what are some skills that you would uh, say that you need to be a police officer, but one of them is absolutely multitasking, oh, absolutely. right? I mean, <clears throat> for all the listeners who cannot see Gus, like you are decked out in, in things that you have to wear um, and just something always in your ear to – Always yeah. be aware of what's going on. So I mean, as we're
1: talking here, there's several calls. Right. <laughs> people making traffic
0: stops. Wow. Um,
1: people who know me and talk to me regularly will see the glazed look on my face sometimes when a call that's more important than
0: what they're whatever saying. I'm
1: talking about <laughs> if I'm getting coffee at a coffee stand and all of a sudden I go blank. It's because something's happening that I'm trying to pay attention right. to. Right. And so trying to balance that with um, seeing what's on our computer, driving a car looking for other people violating laws while not trying not to do it on ourselves <laughs> um, as well as knowing where people are. And that's a, a huge issue is when I am working, I need to know where my other officers are. When I hear them check out, if someone checks out on a traffic stop or gets in a foot pursuit, I need to know where the last place they were
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, happens to be. And if I'm close and how I can help. And so you really have to be able to balance all of that going on as well as like you said, we have a lot of equipment on us. I need to know uh, that I'm not walking through a crowd with my gun bumping into people, mm-hmm. or um, make sure that my camera's on when it needs to be off when it needs to be. Um, so yeah, there's there's always a hundred things going right. on at any given time.
0: Yeah. So um, for high school students who are considering potentially a career in um, the police force, <laughs> um, what what would you term the police force? Gus so, Wessel. <laughs> so, we'll,
1: you know, one of the most important things I would say is communication and understanding mm-hmm. communication. Um, even just how we talk, the words we use are important. So, when you say police force, that conjures images of a force, uh, you know, a riot team, a squad of people that are coming to basically do harm to me, right. in my mind. And so I like to say police department because I don't want you to think of us as a a force coming to get you Mm -hmm. or, you know, a band of uh, people out to do harm. I want you to think of the department that we are and the services we provide. Um, Again, going back to some of the required skills, uh, the communication is huge because as a 19-year-old reserve officer, I was going and interacting with 60, 70-year-old people, 50-year-old people. Um, even people who were a couple years older than me but still not old enough to drink and mm-hmm. telling them they shouldn't be drinking and, <laughs> or you know, talking to a, a person who's committed a crime who's the age of my parents. And so to balance that respect but ability to communicate with other people yeah. um, is the most vital thing. Most of what we do is a learning experience mm-hmm. for the people we deal with. And so if I can convey that and build that knowledge base and teach them that they need to not run stop signs without writing a ticket, then that's perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if I have weak verbal skills, then I may have to write that ticket because that may be the only way to convey that message. Right. Uh, So hopefully I can interact with someone and find a common ground and get my lessons across to them without having to write a ticket or make an arrest Mm -hmm. in most cases.
0: Mm -hmm. So it seems that, uh, some things that, High schoolers, or really anyone who's interested potentially in the um, in joining a police department, should just be aware of some soft skills that they can really work on. Absolutely, communication skills, uh, multitasking, organization, time management, note taking. Yes, note taking. Um,
1: English is is huge. Mm-hmm. When you're in school and you're learning that grammar and you're learning how to um, formulate a report that you can read and convey messages and is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Physical fitness is huge too. Um, We have state requirements that are fairly lax. uh, But what it comes down to is my personal safety is my responsibility. And so if I'm unable to um, run, fight, even just the fact that I sit in a car all day long, if I don't have strong abdominal muscles, my back's going to go out. Right. And we have a lot of issues in our uh, older police force, of retired <laughs> officers who um, end up with back issues because they've sat in a car with this giant belt on their waist all the time, and it's if you don't have good physical fitness, you won't be able to combat that as well.
0: Right. I mean, again, even even the things that you probably have to wear—not things, equipment, yeah. pieces of equipment that you have to wear. I mean, it's physically straining I weigh on any about human.
1: Forty pounds extra with all my gear on.
0: Oh my god! Wow, wow. I wish so, I could blame that. <laughs>
1: and the other thing that uh, we see is just our physical appearance. Um, while most people aren't out to do us harm, when there is someone who is debating whether or not they can outrun or fight a police officer, they look at our appearance. If right. we are pressed in their uniform and we look physically fit and our hair is cut, there's a better chance that person is going to say, no, that command presence is enough for me to trust that this guy cares enough about himself to not let me get away Mm -hmm. um, or not let me harm him. Uh, If someone sees an officer who they feel like I could probably fight or run, then there's a better chance they will. So uh, aside from those soft skills, learning how to communicate and how to interact with people and how to write up that interaction, keep in mind that your physical ability and your physical fitness is huge Mm -hmm. and your personal appearance. Yeah, Um, I can't go into uh, a professional setting and, Look disheveled, have long mm-hmm. hair or uncut hair, um, smell bad, anything right. like that. Those are all things that I have to take every day into consideration before I leave my house.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just the physical appearance and the perception of your career as just being like top of the you class. Have to really, convey your
1: professionalism if you want to get that respect. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what would you tell your younger self if you could? look back in time as far as really preparing for and and joining the police department? Or what would you tell a current high school student?
1: Slow down when you're driving. Uh, (laughs) I had a little bit of a lead foot for a while. And when I got hired, it was almost a problem for me. They essentially said, if you have one more speeding ticket, we're not going to hire you because you have a questionable driving record. And Um, The responsibility of driving a taxpayer-purchased car around in poor conditions at high rates of speed, um, it's not worth the gamble for the department. Uh, So, and I would just really say the things you do now have a good chance of sticking with you later. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say don't party, don't be using substances, um, cigarettes, e-cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, because even if that's something you grow out of and you don't have any long-lasting physical effects, it may become the thing that holds you back later in life. Or it may be the thing that puts you ahead of someone else mm-hmm. when they look at look at two candidates who are relatively equal, both have the same education, um, but one person had an MIP alcohol when they were in high school or in college, And the other person doesn't, well, you're going to probably go for the person who's a better, a safer risk who doesn't have that Mm -hmm. uh, traces of substance abuse somewhere in their file.
0: Right. That's super important to know.
1: Yeah. Things that don't seem to be a big deal now can certainly come up later. And again, it's not to say that you're a bad person because you got in trouble. It's to say that there may be a better candidate out there who didn't.
0: Yeah. Right. And I mean, even for you, like you're acknowledging how you were as a new driver and a teenager yes. and the things that you've learned from that.
1: Yeah. That would be my biggest thing is slow down.
0: Yeah. Awesome. If, if students have any, uh, additional questions, can they contact you or the, the Coeur police department? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, If you are a student in the Coeur d'Alene School District, you have NSRO at Mm -hmm. your disposal. Um, They can all also get in touch with me if you want to reach out to me specifically. Um, I believe I am on North Idaho College's website um, under the faculty lookup. Mm -hmm. And aside from that, you can always uh, reach out to the police department and get a hold of me as well.
0: Awesome. And for any high school students who are interested in that Explorer program... Um, we can definitely look more into that together. Uh,
1: Officer Lee Morgan, who is actually the detective who's assigned to Woodland Middle School right now, um, pretty much runs that program. But if you contact the police department, they can put you in touch with someone to get an application
0: in for that. Sweet. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you
0: for keeping us safe.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you
0: for making us laugh and being a human. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Appreciate your support as well.